There's some pretty interesting and maybe even rough readings uh, for this morning, when we, particularly when we listen to the gospel. But there's a tremendous theme that goes through all of the major readings. The first book of Kings, St. Paul to the Galatians, and then the gospel according to Luke. And the main theme is, do what you can do now, not what you can do tomorrow. You must take advantage of what goes on now in your lives. This time, tomorrow may not come for us. So we need to live life for today to the most, to the best that we possibly can. Now we hear in that first reading, we hear Elisha being picked out to succeed the prophet Elijah. But what does he do? He's out working. He's out doing the oxen. He's plowing the field. But what does he do? He immediately goes and he kills some of the livestock and feeds people. Well, that's what his call as prophet was. So that's the very first beginning of what he needs to do. Because as a prophet, he's going to feed the Word of God to the Israelites, to the Jewish people. So he didn't hesitate. He did symbolically what he needs to do. And then he went on with Elijah to follow Elijah, to learn from Elijah. We also hear in the second reading that the time to love is now. Love your neighbor as yourself. Don't take advantage. Don't ignore, but now is the time to do that. And we hear the same thing from Jesus. If you're going to follow me on my journey, and here Jesus is following on this resolute journey to Jerusalem to his ultimate climax, so that he is straightforward and focused on what he's doing on this journey. And then these people that wanted to follow him, Jesus says, you have to be this resolute on your journey with me also. You can't look back. You have to follow me now. This is the time. Don't go bury your father. Don't say goodbye to your family. Do it now. Now, God, Jesus isn't saying don't bury your dad if your dad dies. And he's not saying to ignore your family. He's putting it in perspective and say, follow me first and foremost on this journey. And where does this journey usually take us? This journey usually takes us to someone else where we feed other people also. I think all of us are pretty good procrastinators, right? We'll put off till the end of time. I'm getting a nod over here. You know, and I remember in college, you know, you learn very quickly in college, you don't keep putting your tests off or the papers that you have to write that you know at the beginning of the semester that you've got this large paper coming. You don't, you know, you can maybe do it once or twice and then you're going to kick yourself for doing it. You know, you don't wait for the last minute to do that. You, you prepare yourself. 
you know, and, and when I got into graduate school, and I know when I had to write my, my graduate paper and thesis, it took me 26 weeks to write it. You think I could have done that the last week? No way. So these are the things that we have to learn. Do what we can do now and do it the best that we possibly can. Okay? Hey, Jim McQuaid, would you come up? Are you still over there? I, I, Jim's going to help me with something here. Jim, Jim, as you know, is our music minister who's really awesome. And I, we've already talked about this when I did it at the last Mass. He gave me permission to embarrass him. So, look, look, at, look at Jim. <laughs> what has Jim been putting off? Growing hair. Okay? Thanks, Jim. All right. If we keep... <laughs> If we keep putting off, we're all going to remain bold. Okay? So what are the things that we should not put off? We're married. How often do we tell our spouse, I love you. I need you. I want you. How often do we do that? Do we put it off for another time? Hmm? Shouldn't we do that? You are such a part of my life. I want you. How about even with our children? You know, sometimes we get so busy with things that really take away from the reality of family life. You know, your son comes up to you, or daughter, whatever the situation may be. Hey, Dad, let's go out and play some ball. Let's toss the ball around a little bit. I can't, I'm too busy right now. We'll try, we'll, maybe tomorrow we'll do that. And what happens tomorrow? Then there's another excuse. And then there's another excuse. Finally, you don't do it at all. You might, okay, but, well, maybe you want, you, spontaneous. Hun, let's go out for dinner tonight. Let's just go out and you and me, let's, let's just do it. Let's be together. You know, kids not around. You know, we can get a babysitter, you know, that kind of thing. Just you and me. Wonderful, isn't it? Truly it is. You know, there isn't one of us here that can't take at least a half an hour to an hour away from television every day or the computer to do something very positive in life. Whether that be staying more time with a spouse or with a child or a grandchild or maybe a good friend, somebody who might be sick, that we can spend that time. There isn't one of us here that doesn't have that little bit of time to do that. Take time to be who you are and love who you need to love today. You know what's such a sad thing to hear from people? Is after somebody dies and they say, I wish I told that person I loved them. I wish I spent more time with him or her. Or maybe there's a young one in the family, maybe veering off in the wrong direction or the wrong path of life. Maybe I should have spent more time with him or her just to show a little bit more love and concern and faith. Right? The time to do that is now. It's today. And how about our relationship with God?
Where is that today? How important is that? How often do we put God off somewhere? How often do we pray? And by pray, I'm not just talking about talking to God, but taking the time and having God touch us and talk to us. Huh? How often do we read the Scripture and let that Scripture guide us in our journey with Jesus Christ, which will ultimately lead us to someone else who needs us, that will ultimately lead us to the glory of Jesus Christ? How about coming to church on Sunday? What's the big excuse? Oh, that's the only day of the week I can sleep in. I'll guarantee you if Ohio State and Michigan played football at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning, people would be up watching it. But yet they have to sleep in. They can't get to church at 9 or 10 o'clock just for one hour or so with God. The time for God is now, this day, today, this moment. First and foremost, God and the path to God and what that path leads us to do. And then everything else will come in order in our lives. Family, friends, and self. I want to read just a little bit of a poem here. It was written by Emily Irma Bombeck, and I, I'm sure some of you are familiar with Irma Bombeck's writings. She wrote, she wrote books, she wrote some poetry. Uh, Irma Bombeck died, I believe it was about 20 or so years ago. Uh, she had cancer. Uh, and actually, she was a Catholic. She was a good Catholic, very well known. And she was from Dayton, Ohio. Okay, so she was a fellow Buckeye. But towards the end of her life, before she died, she wrote this particular poem. And I want to share that with all of us here this morning. The title of the poem is, If I Ever Had My Life to Live Over. Someone asked me the other day if I had my life to live over, would I change anything? My answer was no. But then I thought about it and changed my mind. If I had my life to live over again, I would have waxed less and listened more. Instead of wishing away nine months of pregnancy and complaining about the shadow over my feet, I'd have cherished every minute of it and realized that the wonderment growing inside me was to be my only chance in life to assist God in a miracle. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained and the sofa was faded. I would have eaten popcorn in the good living room and worried less about the dirt when you lit the fireplace. I would have taken time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have burned the pink candle that was sculpted like a rose before it melted while being stored away. I would have sat cross-legged on the lawn with my children 
and never worried about grass stains. I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching real life. I would have shared more of the responsibility carried by my husband, which I took for granted. I would have eaten less cottage cheese and more ice cream. I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for a day. I would never have bought anything just because it was practical or it wouldn't show soil or because it was guaranteed to last a lifetime. When my child kissed me impetuously, I would never have said later, now go get washed up for dinner. There would have been more I love you's, more I'm sorry's, more I'm listening's, but mostly, given another shot at life, I would seize every minute of it, look at it, and really see it, try it on, live it, exhaust it, and never give that minute back until there was nothing left of it. Live life now with God to the fullest. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bid you peace.